You're listening to Too Much on Her Plate, the podcast for smart, busy women who are tired of running on the hamster wheel and are ready to create freedom from overeating and emotional eating. I'm your host, clinical psychologist, author, and a smart, busy woman too, Dr. Melissa McCreary. Hello, everybody. Today, I'm going to talk about comfort eating. And comfort eating is probably one of the types of eating that I get the most questions about and I hear the most frustration about. It's probably one of the most common types of emotional eating, that eating that we do when we're trying to take care of ourselves, when we're trying to deal with an emotion or squash an emotion or create some distance between us and an emotion. Comfort eating is often that kind of eating that we do when we just want to feel better. Comfort eating is a habit that's really hard to break. And it's really hard to break in great part because we believe it gives us comfort. Now, notice that I said we believe. The belief or thought that comfort eating is comforting can be so strong and so powerful that we actually forget it's a thought and we mistake it for a fact. Now, stay with me on this, okay? It's also really important to acknowledge that the urge to comfort eat usually shows up when our capacity to do something else is pretty low. The urge to comfort eat usually shows up when our willpower and our resolve and our determination or even the energy that is required to be interested in doing something other than comfort eat has been pretty much used up by whatever the circumstances are that have left us feeling depleted or in need for comfort or soothing or the kind of care that we believe we're going to get if we comfort eat. Make sense? The urge to comfort eat can be really powerful and it tends to hit us at very vulnerable times. Here's where everything can change though. And I want you to think about this. Comfort eating is fueled by the belief that what you're going to do once you reach into the cupboard or once you fill your bowl with popcorn or you sit down on the couch with that bowl of ice cream, you have a belief that that thing you are about to do, that eating, that comfort eating is going to comfort you. Today, I'm going to ask you to examine and to actually challenge that belief. Your belief that comfort eating comforts you is very likely the thing that is keeping you caught in a comfort eating cycle. And it's not the whole story. Here's the thing. I have seen it for myself and I have seen it for hundreds of clients that I have worked with. When we really dissect the process of comfort eating and how it makes us feel and the results that we get from it, the things that occur after we comfort eat, not just for the next 30 seconds or five minutes, but over the next several hours or 24 hours or the next few days, what plays out over and over and over again is that it's a myth, a false belief. Comfort eating isn't comforting. I know what your thoughts are telling you. You've seen the studies and there is research that eating releases neurochemicals that can make us feel better, that can make us feel happier or soothed. And there are ways that eating allows us to numb ourselves or to squash things down that we're not wanting to think about or not wanting to feel. All of that is true. But in the end, does what you're doing with food really leave you feeling comforted? Does it really? 
Or is it like I hear from clients all the time that it is also true that comfort eating leaves them in a cycle of feeling bad and frustrated, that comfort eating leaves them with results they don't like, that comfort eating causes them to feel ineffective or less confident about their ability to move forward? And is it possibly true that in the end, the need for comfort that caused you to comfort eat is not really soothed in a lasting kind of way, meaning that that need for comfort keeps coming back? The truth is, our brains do not like to think with a lot of complexity. Our brains like simple. And so we choose these thoughts that are, you know, good, bad, very simple kind of thoughts, food, comforting, I feel better. And these simple thoughts, they don't give us a comprehensive look at what is really going on. Our thoughts are not complex and they are not comprehensive. And these overly simplistic ideas about comfort eating, they don't really serve us. If you're a comfort eater who wants to take your power back from comfort eating, if you'd like to stop comfort eating, you do need comfort. You need more effective, more powerful ways to soothe yourself, to comfort yourself that are not food. And, and this is so important, you're going to need to bust your own belief about how comforting comfort eating is. That's a tongue twister. You're going to need to bust your own belief about how comforting comfort eating is. And it's going to be so important to take a look at the stories that you're telling yourself about what you're getting or what you're accomplishing when you reach for that food. Because those beliefs and those thoughts, they channel the direction of how everything goes after that. Now, before your old thoughts start arguing with me, let me be really clear. Your current thoughts about comfort eating being the ultimate comfort, they might not be wrong. All right? We do not have to disprove them. But number one, they aren't serving you. If you are somebody who's wanting to change your habit of comfort eating, these thoughts that what I really need is to eat something or food is the ultimate reward or food is the only thing that makes me feel better, those thoughts aren't serving you. So that's the first thing. The second thing that is really important for you and your brain to grasp is that that thought that comfort eating is comforting is not your only thought. Getting into battles with your beliefs and your thoughts will only leave you feeling frustrated and stuck. And we don't need to do that. I want you to think about what I'm about to show you as something that I teach, which is called widening your lens. Okay, so let me tell you what I mean by that. Imagine you have your phone and you've opened up your camera and you are out on a beautiful day and you are going to take a picture and you see this flower and you decide to take this picture of this beautiful flower. And so you get up close to that flower and you zoom in on the flower so that it takes up most of your screen. You know, maybe you pay a little bit of attention to what's around it and you take a picture of the flower. And you can take that picture and you can print it out, you can put it on your wall, you can put it on social media, and it is a picture of a beautiful flower, right? Now, what happens if you widen your lens? What happens if you take, you know, from even don't, don't even move from where you're standing, but what if you zoom out? All of a sudden, there are all sorts of other things in the picture, right? There is that flower. Maybe you can zoom out far enough that you can barely see the flower. 
Maybe you also can see the driveway and you can see the bikes that are lying in the driveway, or maybe you can also see the house in the background, or maybe you know you can see all sorts of things. You can see the sky and you can see the clouds. You're standing in the same place. The flower is still there. The flower is still beautiful. We're not having an argument about whether the flower exists, but when you widen your lens, you are also able to take in all the other things or many of the other things that are going on around it, right? And what I want you to do with this thought about comfort eating that is not serving you is not to get into a battle with it, not to try to make yourself believe something that you don't believe, because guess what? If you're reaching for food for comfort, there is a way that the food is doing something for you. It is providing some kind of relief. It is addressing your need in some way. So let's not argue with that. What I would like you to do, though, is practice widening your lens so that we can look at other beliefs and thoughts that may serve you more and that can help you take your power back from comfort eating. Comfort eating is that flower, right? That you were zooming in on. And we're going to take a look at all the stuff around it. Here's how you start to change or widen your beliefs to actually change your habit of comfort eating. I want you to take a minute. It does not have to be a long period of time and make a list. Start making an honest list for yourself about all the things you really don't like about comfort eating. I want you to make a list of the negative impact it has on your life, the negative feelings that might come up for you after you've given into comfort eating or after you've had a day of comfort eating. I want you to make a list that includes the need for comfort that probably boomerangs back and pay attention to how soon does that need come back, whether it's a couple of minutes or a couple of hours or a couple of days. I want you to pay attention to the way you feel physically. Really, I want you to tune in. How do you feel physically after you have done some mindless or some very mindful comfort eating? And remember to widen your lens, right? So how do you feel during? How do you feel a few minutes later? How do you feel four hours later? How do you feel in the middle of the night? How do you sleep? Especially if you are comfort eating at the end of the day or in the evening, how is your sleep affected? How's your rest? How do you feel when you wake up in the morning? What are the thoughts that you tend to have after you've been comfort eating? And are they comforting? Busting through this belief. And again, we can bust this belief that comfort eating is comforting by not even challenging it, but just by noticing all the other beliefs that line up around that belief. Busting this belief is one of the most powerful things you can do to break your comfort eating habit. Remember, we tend to comfort eat when we're feeling very vulnerable. We tend to comfort eat when we don't have a lot of resources. And so in those moments when, you know, we're we're pretty knocked down and tired, if your brain is telling you only one thought, if your brain is telling you that the best thing that you can do for yourself right now is to get something to eat, it is really hard to do something else. But once your brain starts to tune in to those other thoughts that are in your wider lens, 
Once your brain isn't so sure that comfort eating is going to feel so great, once your brain maybe starts to tune into what it is that you really need, or maybe as time goes on, you start to create some ideas about other things that are rewarding or soothing, you are on the path. You are systematically taking your power back from comfort eating, deflating the power that food has in those moments when what you want is comfort or soothing or a break. And about this list that you're making, here's something that is super important. I have seen this process go one of two ways. You might sit down to make this list and find that once you begin looking, you instantly find a bunch of things that are uncomfortable about comfort eating. That's great. Get going on your list. But know this, know that it is also normal to discover that your brain has gone blank. Because in making this list about what I don't like about comfort eating, you are asking your brain to stop thinking thoughts that are very ingrained and very comfortable. Sometimes the first step is simply asking the question, asking the question, how is comfort eating not working for me? Or what is uncomfortable about comfort eating? Or what don't I like about comfort eating? Or what does my body not like about comfort eating? It is perfectly okay to simply let the questions float in your brain. The answers will come. It might take time. It could, it could take days sometimes. But you have to start the process with the question. And once you've busted your own beliefs or found other truths to complement those beliefs about how comfortable and comforting and also about how uncomforting comfort eating is for you, the next step is going to be finding ways to comfort yourself or to soothe yourself to feel better that have nothing to do with food but are way more effective than the comfort eating ever was. So I'm going to include a link in the show notes to a free cheat sheet that I have for you. You can download it right there. It's 30 ways to soothe without food. And the idea is to give you some ideas, to give you some things to experiment with, and to also give you some material so that you can start generating the strategies that are going to work best for you so that you can work to end your comfort eating habit. But remember, it starts by tackling that belief. The most powerful thing, the glue that is holding your comfort eating together is the belief, the thought, and it is just a thought, it is not the truth, that comfort eating is the ultimate way for you to get comfort. So go challenge your beliefs, create some new ones, take a look at what shows up when you widen the lens, and then go to the show notes for the link that you can use to download the cheat sheet. I'll talk to you soon. If you're ready to lose your overeating and emotional eating habits, and you are ready to step into a relationship with food that fits you, one that doesn't rely on willpower and deprivation, then now is the time to join your missing piece. Enrollment is open, and this is the perfect time to join me. Go to toomuchonherplate.com forward slash freedom, or just click on the link in the show notes. Your Missing Piece is the program where I show you step-by-step -step how to create freedom from overeating with a unique combination of psychologist-designed, personalized work with me, coaching, and smart strategy. You'll learn how to reclaim your power, ditch the diets, and create results that are built to last. Check it all out at toomuchonherplate.com forward slash freedom, and I'll see you inside.